Hey, okay. I know it's unheard of. I'm here on a Friday. Um, I did not do a show on Tuesday. And I still, I don't know why I didn't do a show. But either way, I did not do a show on Tuesday. I'm really, really thinking about switching my days. Oh, I didn't do a show on Tuesday because my son got basketball. But I'm thinking about switching my days up because I'm thinking that Tuesday not working. So, but I'm going to wait into the new year. When we go into the new year, I'm going to do the people that I have. And then I'm going to switch up my days. So, I wanted to come on for a little bit because it's Friday. And generally on a Friday, people are out and about. And I was going to go out, but I decided now I don't want to do that. I want to go to sleep. That's what I really want to do because um, I like to go to sleep. So, I wanted to, um, since I'm going into this trend of like 2024 and um, like transition and change, and I got a question today. So I got a question from someone. They sent me an inbox and they said that, look, I'm trying to find myself and I don't even know like where to begin. And generally, I would tell somebody like just start at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that people feel like that ain't enough. Like, just start at the beginning. Like, what are you trying to find out about yourself or where are you trying to go or what is it that you want to do? You know, but. It was like, I just don't know where to start in finding myself. Should I like sell all my stuff in my house and move away? Or should I should I um, quit my job? Uh, and at first, I, like I'm reading this and I'm going, no, wait, what are you talking about? You finna move? Like you can afford to move? Because it's really expensive right now. And then quit your job. Why would you quit your job? I just reflected on how expensive it was. But then it hit me like, wow. They really don't know. Like, they really did not understand, but they wanted to go on this journey or start this journey, and they just don't know where to begin the journey at. When you're on a journey of trying to figure out who you are, right? Like, truly who you are. Like, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? What direction should I be going in? Um, Just the many things that go along with it, that's already stress. That is already stressful trying to find yourself in that light. It is it it is very stressful. I was gonna say hella stressful, but it is. It's literally stressful because not knowing who you are, especially like at a young age or even an older age, and it seems that people try to find themselves at an older age because it's like you've been so consumed with life or you've been consumed with um the darkness of life. And when I say the darkness of life, whether it was drugs, whether it was alcohol, whether it was just you being wild and crazy and not really paying attention to life. And then all of a sudden you get this epiphany that I want to, I want to change my life. I want to be different. So it made me kind of think back to the first time I decided like I was going to change my life. Like I was like in a bar drinking it was probably like maybe two, three in the morning, uh, probably one, three, but it's probably like two something. And I remember telling the people that I was with, I was like, I'm finna change my life. And everybody started laughing. Like everybody was laughing. They thought that was so hilarious. They was like, girl, no, you're not. No, you're not. I was like, no, I'm finna change my life. Like I, I'm just finna change my life. And so as I 
remember leaving the bar and everybody's still in the car and they kind of like joking about it. they like change your life, change your life, change girl, you're not gonna change your life. And um I remember thinking, okay, they tripping. But I remember the times after that being so confused, being frustrated, being angry, just feeling like I want to be by myself. I don't want to be around nobody. And maybe set up in a kind of like of um kind of like in depression a little bit. And I was like, how I can't be by myself because I have kids and I still got to be a functioning person. Like I still have to function in this world today. I have to go to work. I can't just not work and just live life. Like whatever, you know what I'm saying? I have to um, at some point be around my family because they're going to wonder like, what's wrong with you? You don't want to be around nobody. You don't want to talk to anybody. You kind of like isolating yourself or you feel in some type of way. But those are all the things that you feel on the journey. Until you learn kind of like what direction am I taking this journey? Where am I going with this? What direction? So I wanted to share a few things and I probably won't have enough time to share a lot of things, but I'm going to share a few things. But one of the first things that um, I did on my journey into changing my life or finding myself per se, I definitely started to self-reflect. Self-reflection is probably one of the hardest things to do. And I say it's the hardest thing to do because that's when you look yourself in the mirror and you are completely honest about who you are. Like completely honest. Like if you a dog, you feel like I'm a dog. I am a a dog. In my self-reflection, because I'm going to always expose myself first because I know sometimes it's hard for people to expose themselves. But in my self-reflection, I realized that I was mean. I was mean with this fluff of nice. And I was really mean for no reason. I ain't really have a reason to be mean. I'm just angry at life. So I'm going to just be mean to you. And I know that's something light because we everybody has their own little different things that they deal with. They have their own um, mental things. I realized in my self-reflection, in my journey, that I did not have confidence. Like I had no confidence in nothing that I did, not even who I was. And I can't even blame it on me. I can blame some of it on trauma, um, on trauma. But I had to learn how to pick myself up. Not only did I not have confidence within myself, I didn't have confidence in what my body looked like or what my face. Like I felt like I was an ugly I was an ugly person, like I was nothing and um, nobody would ever want me because those are some of the things that um, I was told when I was in relationships. So I kind of like held on to those things. And I realized in my self-reflection in the beginning of my journey that I did not love myself. I did not love myself. And I know now people will look at me and they'll be like, I can't see that in you because you don't see other people's journey because I was on my own journey. And we mask things so good. We'll be around. Everybody will be laughing. We'll be having a good time. We'll be talking. But in the inside, we're crying and our mind is going a thousand miles an hour. Literally going a thousand miles an hour. And we're doing stuff to kind of like calm our mind down or to um, make us. Excuse me. Make us feel better. But it just seems like nothing is making you feel better. 
it was not not one thing <coughs> excuse me someone could make me say feel to make me feel that my body was attractive or that my face was attractive or even that I was even a good person you know what I'm saying there was nothing nobody can say and people can congratulate you they can cheer you on and or they could um support you or say you're beautiful or say you this you that but at the same time at the same time you don't believe it i always tell my kids this when they ask me things you know my son always asking me like mom you think i'm gonna make it to the pros i start asking him do you think you're gonna make it to the pros because it's not about me it's about you so if you don't believe in you there's i can't believe in you for you if that makes sense to people but sometimes we get in these modes where it's like we want to look for acceptance within everybody else and we don't even accept ourselves. So self-reflecting on you, on situations that you've been through or um, asking yourself, why do I do this? Why do I do this? I had a client one time and I know he don't matter. It don't matter if I say this because I know how he is. He like, tell my story. <laughs> so um, I had a client one time that was a habitual cheater. No matter what um, relationships he was in, no matter how good the women were to him, no matter how good sexual it was, it did not matter. He was still a habitual cheater. But the, the thing is, is that he did not want to be a cheater. He did not want to, um, he did not want to, step outside of his vows. He did not want to step outside of his marriage, but it was like an uncontrollable feeling that he just felt. And so I remember in the midst of it, I asked him, I said, okay, so you don't want to do this, but you can't understand why you do it. I said, so when you get ready to do it, the next time you do it, and I know when I ask people these questions, it's going to make them conscious because they're going to do it consciously because I just told them to do it. So I said, I want you to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And so he, he kind of laughed a little bit and he was like, what do you mean? He was like, so when I'm in the act of cheating, ask myself, I said, yeah, ask yourself. I said, because today you're not going to stop cheating. So I want you to go and I want you to ask yourself, why am I doing it? I have no clue what that noise is this late at night, but ask yourself, why Am I cheating? So time go by. We have another session. And then he said to me, he said, okay, I did what you told me to do. I asked myself in the midst of cheating, why am I doing this? And he said, I instantly remembered how much my father cheated on my mother. And I said, okay, not really a big response. He was like, that's all you got to say? Yes. Okay. So now what are you going to do about it? Because you don't want to do this. You don't want to follow in the footsteps of your parent or somebody else doing something. You want to be your own person. You literally want to be your own person. So if you want to be your own person, it's important during your self-reflection to ask yourself, why do I do this? Why do I think like this? Why is my... um why is my my mindset like this? It's hard when you're trying to transition or you're trying to change 
and you don't understand why you do the things you do. It's important to, excuse me, keep a journal though. And I know sometimes me and like, I ain't keeping no journal. I, I'm not going to sit there and write in something, but it's profitable when you write. Because when you write, it's like you write it out, you're really thinking about it, and then you go back and read it. A lot of times we don't understand the things we do because we don't want to deal with the traumas that caused us to do those things. I did a meme um, yesterday. I think it was yesterday on TikTok. And uh, it, it's that cute little girl. She's laughing and she's going, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, you, you know, crazy. So I said to, I said on the meme, I said, um, this is how I laugh when people say that they don't need to do shadow work to heal. Because the reality is, is that you need to do shadow work. You need to find out, like self-reflect on why you do things, why you feel like this, why is your mind thinking like this, or why do you, why is your perception this way? You need to shadow work for those things. And you need to be completely real with yourself in order to get past it. Like I always tell people, like I had to um, figure out the uglies of the uglies when it came to me. Because Sometimes you can go around thinking like nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with the things that you do. But in reality, you know something is wrong with you and something is definitely wrong. It's almost like if a person is a habitual liar and they're a person that just consistently lies all the time and then they don't tell the truth. They know they're lying, but then they can they still lie. We all know that lying is wrong and omission is wrong because omission is still a lie. We all know these things are wrong, but we continue to do them for what reason? We don't know. I always tell people, like, after the age of six, what you lying for? <laughs> and it, even in adulthood, it's like, why, why are you lying? Why not just stand on what it is? If you know you're doing something wrong, then why do it if you think you're going to have to lie about it? It doesn't add up for me. But that, that's a whole nother thing. But self-reflection is reflecting basically on who you are, why you do the things that you do, and how did you get to this space? What happened? Was it um, your parents? Was it something that your parents taught you to do? I had an epiphany the other day, and I realized, I realized that I was holding on to something that did not even happen to me, but it happened to my mother. And because she used to be so upset about it, it was making me upset as it like like it like, like it happened to me, but it didn't. And so that's a trauma. She had a trauma and then she imposed, not purposely, but imposed that trauma upon me. So now I feel like I got a problem with it, but that never happened to me. So I really don't have a problem with it. You get what I'm saying? But that's how things go. Like our parents might have traumas. Their parents might have traumas. Their parents' parents may have had traumas. So not all of that trauma feeds onto you. It's almost like, um, for example, my mother did not like for people to take us to the beach. She would get mad if someone took us to the beach or they took us um, by water and she wasn't there. And so I always wonder, like, girl, what's wrong with you? You taught us how, my mom taught us how to swim. So you taught us how to swim. So you taught us how to swim for us not to go swimming. I don't understand that. 
And she would say, I don't know. I just don't want y'all in the water. I just don't want y'all by people. Da, 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 da. But I learned later on that my great grandmother lost two children by drowning in the pool, in the beach. So they drowned in Clearwater Beach, which was like, oh, now I understand. So my great grandmother had that trauma. My grandmother would not swim. I don't ever think I, I don't ever think my grandma got in a pool or went in beach water because these were her siblings. So she probably also carried that trauma. So she, my great grandmother had the trauma because it was her children. My grandmother was their sibling. So those were her brothers. And then my mother is my grandmother's child. And she carried that trauma on to them. And I, as I thought about it, I was like, dang. So sometimes when you're self-reflecting, you have to ask yourself, like, did this happen to me? Is this reality? Or is this just something that I might be feeling? People always talk about people who talk to themselves. Like you'll see maybe a homeless person somewhere at a bus stop or something, and they might be talking to themselves and rambling about whatever. But I always tell people, I think those are the most intelligent people. Because they can really spend time alone talking to their self and reasoning within their self about, is this true? Did this really happen? And I know like they have, uh, if you know me and you watch my videos before, you know, like I'm a big, um, uh, I have a big issue with um, some of the diagnosis that they have for mental health, because some things I don't think is a mental health issue, I think is a trauma issue. But nonetheless, I know that Sometimes people will have what they call schizophrenia or they will be bipolar or. But when you talk to some of those people, they are the most down to earth, well-mannered. They might be sitting there talking to yourself, to themselves in a way that might seem crazy to others. But as soon as you start talking to them, they start speaking an intelligent language. So I don't know if you consider that a mental health. I'm not a doctor in mental health, so. But my opinion is no. So self-reflect is the first step in finding yourself, like on your journey. Self-reflect. Who am I? What am I? What? What is it that I want to do? Is this reality? Did this happen to me? Can I change this? How do I change this? Is this something that needs to change? And then the other part is defining your values. And when I say defining your values, I always tell people, um, I remember people used to say, oh, you're not going to be able to raise two boys. And so I used to get so frustrated because I'm like, why people keep telling me I can't raise two boys? And they're like, well, you a woman. You can't raise two boys to be boys and, you know, such and such and such and such and such. So as I got more into the parenting and the boys got bigger and they got bigger as to now they completely know that they're boys. Like, these are boys. And little baby, they don't know who they are. They don't know they're boys. They just know they're babies. But as they get older, they start to know that they're boys. And I remember people like, you ain't going to be able to raise them boys. You're going to have to have a man and this and the other because I was single um, practically all of my children's childhood. They're almost adults now. They're 16 and 13, so they're close to adulthood. So, um, but I was single from the age of one and three. One and three, I was single. It was just me and them. 
And people would tell me, oh, them boys going to be soft and this stuff. That, and I used to get so frustrated. I'd be like, why? Why is it that I cannot raise these boys? And why do I have to get my kids to somebody else to be raised when I'm a perfectly capable mom? I, I sat one day and I thought about it. I was like, hmm, maybe I can't raise them to be boys. And I remember I was talking to this older gentleman. I was talking to him and I was kind of like explaining to him how I was feeling and maybe I need to um, let them stay with their dad or maybe I need to um, I need to have somebody in my life or something. And he, I remember he touched my hand. And he was like, calm down. He said, genetically, they are boys. They are boys genetically. And he said, genetics is a powerful thing because you just kind of step into that area of life. He said, your boys know that they're boys. Raise them to be good human beings. Sounds like good human beings. <laughs> I'm thinking like, no, wait a minute. What you mean? So he was like, just raise them to be good people. And I could say today as a mom, although they're teenagers and sometimes they get on my nerves, I could say as a mom today that they are good human beings. I listened to a conversation that my son was having with his father today. And although it was somewhat of a heated conversation, my son said something that made me like, I did not teach him that. I did not teach him that, but my son wanted to attend a game and his father wouldn't pick him up from the game. So then he couldn't go to the game because it's his weekend to be with his father. So my son said to him, but his father said, well, your mom can take you to the game and then um, she can drive y'all to my house. And so my son's father lives probably almost like from my house, almost an hour away. And I thought this was such a powerful thing that he said. And he wasn't disrespectful. He wasn't rude or anything like that. He said to him, he said, you know, dad, that is wrong. He said, why would you have um, the mother of your children take us to the game on your weekend and then drive us an hour to your house? And not that he was, because I asked myself, well, was you taking up for your mom? He was like, no, but you're a woman and you shouldn't have to drive that far and that late at night. And I was like, I did not, te I did not teach them that. And by meaning, I did not teach them that because all my kids see me do the majority of my life is take care of them. Whether it's early in the morning, late at night, in the middle of the night, whatever. So they don't see me as like, oh, well, you know, I'm a woman. I can't go out this late or, uh, you know, I don't feel safe. I got to do what I got to do. May the force be with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even when they like, mom, we're going this it's dark when it's late. I'm like, I got to do what I got to do. May the force be with me. May I come back. And then it brings me to like another conversation um, that I had with someone the other day. And she was saying to me, she was like, Demasha, Sometimes I think you're kind of hard on your kids. And I said, I absolutely am. I absolutely am because I want them to know who they are. 
And I want them to know what their capabilities are and their abilities are and um, what their strengths are. But I also want them to know what their weaknesses are. And I want to be able to go through life with them as much as I can so that when they make a mistake now, I'm able to pull them back together. So that's kind of part of like defining your core values. Like, what do you find important? I always use my children as an example because those are the people that I'm teaching. And I don't make them believe what I believe. For instance, I don't eat meat. I don't eat meat. I'm sad every time I see a chicken on TV being fried. You know, even and I cook meat for them. I cook meat for them because they have made the choice of they still want to eat meat. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with um, belief systems as far as like, I, I am spiritual, not religious. I am spiritual. I believe that there is a God. I believe there is a higher power. But I also believe that the ancestors guide us. I also believe that um, I also believe I also believe that um, the universe is part of, I believe that everything in the world is connected. So I don't just have, um, I don't just have one belief system. I believe that life is powerful. I believe that life is powerful. And I don't believe that it is just one dimensional. Now, on the other hand, their father um, takes them to church. I don't have a problem with that. I 100% I don't have a problem with that. I want them to know a little bit about everything. So then they can make, they can make a proper choice as to what they believe. Because who am I to tell you what you believe? So during your reflection of self and then finding your core values, don't allow people to tell you what you should and should not believe. The answers for you are within. It, it almost reminds me, and when I, when I think about spirituality and church and things like that, I think this is some of the hardest um, I think this is some of the hardest things that people have to do because you are raised the one way and then you get older and you see something else that makes you deter. I grew up in church. I grew up with my family taking me to church. I received the Holy Ghost at four and four years old or five, five years old, five years old. And not that I don't believe in God because I believe in God. I 100% believe there's a God. Do I believe in God the way that people teach? Um, in some eras, no, no, I don't, but it's not about what, it's not about what nobody else believes. It's about what I believe. 
And so it brings me to the thought of how people are always so judgmental. So when you are defining your values and your true self, um, when you're defining your values and your true self, make sure it's what you believe. And don't feel bad for it. As long as you're being a good human being, you're not messing with nobody, you're not trying to control nobody or trying to mess up nobody else's life or trying to hurt nobody, and all you're doing is holding true to what you believe, stand on it. And I respect people more so that way than any other way. Like, stand on who you are. I always tell people, if you're a liar, be the best liar you can be. But tell everybody you're a liar. Tell everybody, I'm a liar. I'm a liar about something. That Hey, at least you said it. At least you said it. I apologize. I just told somebody I was doing my show and they study texting me. But I apologize for that. But be the best you can be. I was I tell people like if you feel like um you a thief, say you a thief. So that when we walk into the room, at least we can hide our stuff and you don't feel like we're judging you because you already told us you was a thief. But be the best thief you can be. Be the best thief you could be. So whatever it is that you are, be that. And don't let no one define what your values or what your principles are or what you find to be true and honest in life. Don't allow people to do that to you. Because what happens is you come to this place to where you're saying, I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to find myself. I have no clue what in the SBA boy that night. This is weird. It's almost like um, they don't want me to do this podcast, but I'm going to still do it. So, But I'm trying to find myself. So make sure you define, define who you are. And don't be afraid to tell people. It's so funny because people always be asking me because I say I'm shy. And they're like, are you afraid? Um, are you afraid to do such and such and such and such and such? And I'd be like, no. Are you afraid to talk in front of this person? I'm not afraid. I'm just shy. Meaning like I'm just quiet. But I get over that because if it's something that I believe in or something that I really find valuable, I'm going to do it. If it's something that is um, going to benefit or support or whatever for me, I'm going to do it. I'm 100% going to do it. 100. So make sure when you defining your values, they are your values, not your parents' values, not your auntie values, not your brother values, not your cousin, them, none of them folks. They are your values. It's what you believe to be true. It's what's supporting you, what's helping you. And I know people like, you can't be all about you 99% of the time you can. Because if someone respects you, they're going to respect everything about you. My kids always ask me, they like, mom, how come you don't um, yell and scream at us all the time? And I always laugh because I do fuss sometimes, but sometimes I just talk to them. And I ask them, like, what is it going to benefit me to yell and scream at you 
when you're probably going to do this again, <laughs> I'll be definitely going to do this again. And not only are you going to do it again, it's not going to matter that I yelled and screamed at you three, four days ago about it. So I'm going to have a conversation with you the first time. The second time I'm going to take something. The third time you might as well hang it up. But I'm not going to get myself heightened or get myself all razzled up because of something that you're doing. Now, in teaching moments, I get frustrated with them, um, especially my baby son. And part of it is my fault because I want him to know that he is as strong as his brother. And I want him to know that you have to be prepared for what life is about to bring you. And preparation should start at home while you're in the comforts of your parents. Because then if you fall, I'm there to pick you up. When you become an adult, nobody is there to pick you up. You got to do this thing by yourself. You got to figure it out. You got to gather your information together. But if you build as much skills as you can as a child at home, and you have a parent that's going to support you in building those skills, that's how you gain strength to make it further in life. So I'm teaching him now to define his values, to do what is important to him. Now, what is important to him frustrates me. <laughs> so, but, but I leave him alone. And when he is done doing that thing or that thing doesn't turn out the way he thought it would, I have a conversation with him. Because these are important days. I always think that if I was able to find myself when I was younger, would I have struggled so much as older? Probably not. I had a great mother. Oh, I have a great mother. I had a great stepfather. I had great parents. I had great um, support system around me growing up, great support system around me growing up. No matter if they were doing something that was improper, they would always say, I'm grown, I'm doing this, you go do something else. This is not for kids, you know? And so they would talk to me or expose themselves about the things that they were doing wrong and allow me to understand that, like, those things are wrong. Yeah, I know I'm doing it, but this is what I'm choosing to do. This is not something that you have to choose. You have to make a choice to do. And that's important. Self-reflection, defining your own values. No one else's values. No one else's principles, but your own. Some people say, well, you have to learn from people. Yes and no. You take what you need and what you don't need, you discard. You completely discard it. Take what's valuable to you. We may have the same values, but we may not have the same values. And what you value may bother other people. Like I said, what my son finds important, I'd be like, that is not important. But it's important to him. So who am I to define what is important to him? And because it's not important to me. It's not found. It's control when you try to force someone to find what you find important. 
instead of them, instead of just letting them be them. And I know people like, well, you got to compromise or I always get this question, like, um, especially with relationships where people will be like, well, it's important to him to um, hang out with his friends um, every Saturday. They got to have, but I want some time and I, I understand that. But at this moment in his life, that's not important. So you have to choose whether you're going to stay or you're going to leave. Whether you're going to understand or you're going to try to find a way to tell him like, okay, you can go with your friends every Saturday at six o'clock. But before six o'clock, we're going to do something. That's a compromise. But completely taking something out of someone or taking something away from someone is not a compromise. It's 100% not a compromise. It's making them do what you want them to do to make you feel good. But then they're frustrated and now they're calling me saying, I got to find myself. And this is why it's important for you to define what you find to be true, what you find to be valuable, what you find to be the core you. Because when you find that, and you produce yourself to someone, you introduce yourself to someone, at least you can be honest about who you are, what you want, what, how you want life to, how you see your life going. And people can say, well, I want to join or mm, no, I don't think I want to do that. So back to the beginning, in the process of finding yourself, self-reflect. Define what your values are. Once you get done with that self-reflection, and I'm telling you, doing shadow work or finding who you are, it does not happen overnight. It does not happen within months. It took me 10 years. And I'm still every day defining or finding out things about me or why I do things or why I feel this way when this happens or why does it bother me when I see this? I'm still noticing different stuff about me. So it does not happen. It's just it gets better and better and better. Because once you start to figure out, oh, that's why I do that. Mm, that's why I said that. That's why I don't like that. I had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago and I was saying to them that um, I was saying to them, I was like, uh, they were saying that they didn't like certain kind of people. And I kept in the conversation saying, well, why don't you like those kind of people? Like, what did they, did something happen? No, nothing happened. I just don't like this kind of people. And I was like, well, what did, what did, what did this particular race of people do to you to make you not like them? Well, they, they like, they like this and they like that. And they be like, and I said, wait a minute, is it everybody? Because you know, everybody, you know, every, you know, everybody in this particular race of people. So now they're getting frustrated with me because now they're like, oh, you're trying to tell. No, I'm. what I'm trying to say is you most of the time will pick something negative out of somebody. If something happened through trauma or it's something within you that you see that you don't like, but you will pull that negativity out of someone else. Clearly, you will pull that negativity out of someone else. You will see a part of you in them. So then you dislike that thing in you so much, you will start to dislike them. 
she's they go to psychology. I'm not trying to be psychology, but what I'm saying is I'm talking from experience. Every time I speak, I'm speaking from experience. I'm not speaking about something that I've never been through, but I never knew. But I remember when I said, and I'm going to say this. I remember when I used to say, I don't like girls who got long hair. Well, I was mad because my hair was short. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. I was mad because my mom kept making me cut my hair. So then I'll be like, I don't like girls with long hair. Now look at me. What is this? Because sometimes we'll pull, and that's just a, a like a a gentle example. But the stuff that we don't like inside of us, we'll try to see it in other people so then we don't like them instead of fixing us. So fix you. And when you fix you, everybody in the world, you won't even care what they're doing. It won't even matter. They can have on something red and pink and red and pink not your favorite color and you'll look and say, hmm, then keep it going. But self-reflection and defining your values. The last one I want to talk about is setting goals. And I know I did a whole video before about setting goals. And I know people tell you to set a long-term goal, a short-term goal, and then a life goal. Set a goal. You could set a goal, a daily goal. Wake up in the morning, brush my teeth. Set goals. What is it that you want to achieve? I never put a time on a goal. And the reason why I don't put a time on a goal is because time only exists to the person that wants it to exist. Do stuff within your time. If it's good for you to set a time, like in three, three to six months, I want to buy a house. If it's good for you to do that, do that. Or by the time I'm 22, I want to do this. For me personally, I don't do that. But if that works for you, let it work for you. Because some people work well off of doing time limits. Me, I'm the last minute. I promise you. I, I promise you. I don't know why I wait to the last minute and I feel this pressure. But for me, pressure is like adrenaline and I know I'm going to get it done. I remember time after time after time. You got a paper due. I'm in college. You got a 10, 15, 20 page paper due. And it's due on Saturday. Guess who doing their paper on Friday night? <laughs> me. Me. It's the holiday. Even though I don't celebrate Christmas, I have children and family and friends that do celebrate Christmas. Okay, so I want to get them something because I know they're expecting something. Guess when they're going to get their gift? I guess when I'm going to go buy their gift? Next week or a couple of days before Christmas. <laughs> and not that I don't have the money to do or anything. I just, I don't know. I just work better that way. If I do it too early, then I'll be looking like, oh, why I did it? Or I might want to get something else. So I just wait and I go. That's, that's what I choose to do. But don't judge me based off of what I choose to do. Just set a goal. Whatever the goal is that you want for your life, wherever you want to see your life go, set the goal. Manifestation. 
I've been teaching my sons about manifestation. I've been teaching them about visualizing and things like that. And those are things that I don't want to get into right now because I want you to work on the shadow work. All of that other stuff will come. But if you work on the self-reflection, defining your values and setting goals, that will be a start of your journey. It's not easy trying to find yourself. It's not easy trying to figure out who you are beyond all this trauma, red tape, frustration, parents, grandparent values, all these other people's stuff that's on top of you. On top of you, you still have to thrive through life. Or you're still trying to thrive through life. You got to figure out who you are. How am I going to do this with all this stuff piling on top of me? You just peel one layer at a time. <laughs> one layer at a time. And when you peel it, make sure you peel it all the way off. And that's where the self-reflection comes in. And once you peel it all the way off, then you feel naked. You're like, I, don't, I still don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to do. Now you start figuring out what's important to you. Who's important to you? What's the stabilization of your life? Where do you want to be in the next five years, six years? I always tell people, like, where do you want to be next year? Because do you know where you want to be next year? If you don't know where you want to be next year, how the heck are you going to know where you want to be in five years? Think smart. That's all I'm saying. Or what they say, work hard, not work smart, not hard. Something like that. I don't know. So when you're setting your goals, it's okay to set a daily goal. It's okay to set a weekly goal. It's okay to set a moment goal. I don't think nobody talks about that. Like, it's okay to set a moment goal. If you know every day at 12 o'clock you start getting depressed, tell yourself at 11.30, I will not be depressed at 12 o'clock. I will not be depressed at 12. Over and over and over and over again. I will learn how to self-talk. I will learn how to self-talk. I am positive. I am fine. Nothing is wrong with me. I will not be. And it'll be, when you get done, it'll be 12.01. And guess what? At 12 o'clock, you wasn't depressed. It's okay. You can set a goal moment by moment. I think we put these goals like in this box. And so then people feel pressure. And then when they don't make it to that, when they don't make that goal, then they feel more pressure. Like, I did not get that. I said I was going to uh, self-reflect today, and I ain't self-reflect. Forget it. I don't even want to change my life no more. I don't care who I am no more. Just be you. Like, do what works for you. Do what works for you. And everybody else will fall in line. And if they don't and they fall by the wayside, okay. Defining or finding who I am, I lost a lot of people. And it's funny because certain people say, I see you changing. I see you doing differently. I see you acting differently. I see you being different. It's because I was finding myself. But then as I'm finding myself, I'm finding out, like, I can't be around that person. Ooh, I got to get them out of my life. Ooh, I can't go to that place. Ooh, wait a minute. I'm all by myself. I forgot to say that part. 
when you are on this journey, it is lonely. Don't let people fool you like, oh, shadow work is so cool and finding yourself is wonderful. This was a wonderful journey. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is not a wonderful journey in the beginning. It is no roses. There are no flowers. Nobody is coming to give you candy in the bag. I promise you. It's hurtful. It's frustrating. It's angry. It's ain't well, it makes you angry because when you start to find yourself, you start to figure out, I was doing crazy stuff for no reason. What was the purpose of that? Why did I take like wait a minute? What is that person doing in my life? They're not even nice, they disrespectful, they've been using me. You start learning a lot of stuff, and it starts like opening your eyes, and you're like, oh my goodness. And you start getting like frustrated with yourself because it's like, why did I allow these things to happen in my life? Why did I allow myself to do this? Because as you learn to self-reflect, you learn to self-control. So now you self-reflect and then you self-control and then you're finding your values and you're setting goals. And now everybody who's not doing those things are separating from you. They're moving away from you. Now they think you think you perfect and you think you all that and they think that you um, think you better than people and they think, oh, well, you changed and now you don't need us around. Those people right there are the people that you don't want around. I'm telling you right now, those are the people that you don't want around. You want to keep the people around you that say, I'm proud of you. I see a change in you. Keep doing that. The people that respect what changes you're making and they're okay with them. And they still going to be the same with you on each and every day. Nothing has changed. The relationship has not changed. I know during my, uh, it was kind of, it's kind of crazy, but it is what it is. During my change and my transition, I had one of my friends um, that I was a long time friend with. And I'm always oblivious, oblivious to people having beef with me. And I'm oblivious to it because I don't care. Like, I don't have time to argue and fuss and fight and go through all of this stuff with you because I need to focus on what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is probably working to provide for my kids and pay for my rent and car payment and blah, 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 and all this other stuff that I have to handle as an adult. And this young lady wrote me, like, I'm exaggerating, but it seemed like a 20-page text message about how... um. She don't like me. <laughs> so I'm reading this thing and I'm thinking like, what? what? I'm, I'm like, what? What? We was just hanging out. We was just laughing and talking. And I'm the kind of person like when I get off the phone with you or when I leave your presence, I tell you I love you. And I tell people I love them all the time. It's because you never know when it's going to be their last time. I think I lost so many people in my life and I felt like I didn't even get the opportunity to tell them I love them. And then growing up, my parent, when well, my dad was more, my dad more so than my mom, my, my stepdad was always like, I love you. I love you. I love you. My grandparents, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know what I'm saying? And so when older people do something, I take heed to it because they're doing it because they know something that I don't know. And so I never got the real opportunity um, to tell people I love them. So now I just tell people, I love you. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss on the cheek. I love you. So if something happens to one of us, the, before we separate, 
you know that I love you. So, but this girl, I'm like, we just got done hanging out. You was just telling me, you was like saying, I'm like, what happened? And at the end, as I'm reading and I get almost to the end, she starts to talk about my success. She starts to mention like my videos and she starts to mention where I'm going and all this other stuff. And I just can't be your friend no more. Okay, honey. <laughs> okay. Okay. She starts to think like how, and, and it's so crazy because lately I've been hearing a few people say this and not people, I want to say not all of them are important in my life, but some of them are. So it's kind of hurtful to me that they say this and they're like, well, you think you're perfect. Not one time in my life have I ever felt like I was perfect. I'm actually the most different out of, my, and I'm saying different in a nice way. I'm the different one out of my mother's children. Meaning that um, my mother, my mother raised us to be good girls and go to school and college. And you, that's what you're just going to do that no matter what you do. But I was the one who probably got in more trouble and experienced more hard times in life than my siblings do or did. So meaning like I got into things that I shouldn't have got into or I did things that I shouldn't have did. I am not a perfectionist, meaning like to me, it is what it is. If I get on this video and I don't do this video right, I'm still going to post it. <laughs> that, and that's just how I feel. So I'm the most unperfectionist person that there is. If I mean, I like things tidy and neat. I got a little OCD, but it's not even about perfection. It's about like, I just like things to be clean. But when people say to me things like, oh, well, you think you're perfect. I don't think nothing like that. I think that I went through a lot of life. And I think that I have some knowledge and some understanding of things that maybe other people don't. And I think that I want to share them with people because I don't want to see them fight the battles that I fought because they don't have to. Had I had this sense when the older people used to try to sit me down and they try to talk to me about things that they went in through life, then I probably wouldn't have had the hard times that I had. I'm just saying. So when you are on this journey of knowing yourself, of finding yourself, or defining yourself, it's not going to be easy. The beginning process to me is the hardest process. The self-reflection and understanding who you are and why you do what you do and, and defining like the ugliest parts of you is not easy. Understanding what your true values are in life, what you find important, and remembering that it's not about my mama, it's not about my daddy, it's not about what my auntie them told me to believe, it's about what I believe. Not easy. And setting goals and learning that I can set little small goals and I'm still going to be okay. Because people, the world is going to tell you that you have to set these goals far out. But if you don't know what your life is going to be moment by moment, how can you think about what your life will be in two years or a year? You're just going to stress yourself out, de-stress, 
breathe is my new thing. Suck in the air and breathe it out. And know it's okay. And know that during this journey, you may fall and you may backtrack. It's okay. Stop. Breathe. But keep on going. The only thing is, when you fall, because we all fall, don't stay there. Continue your journey. When you lose people, it's going to be gut-wrenching. It's going to literally be gut-wrenching. But just know, it's going to be okay. And your tribe of people will find you. Maybe not all at one time. They're going to trinkle in because my tribe's still trinkling in. But your tribe will find you. Love yourself, know yourself, appreciate yourself. Because if you can't do those things for yourself, then it's going to be hard for you to do for other people. Don't allow people to define who you are. Define who you are for yourself. So that when they step in and they try to tell you who you are, you are so confident that they cannot tell you. You can say to them, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because I tell people in a minute, no, it's not. (laughs) That is not me. That is not what I do. That is your perception of me. And perceptions don't matter in my book. Don't be that mean. But it's their perception. And where their perception comes from, I don't know. Because maybe they haven't went on their journey yet to find out who they are. As always, y'all know I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. I appreciate um, the inboxes, especially when I don't post videos. It shows me that people appreciate me and they appreciate what I do. I only went live on YouTube tonight. I did not go live on Facebook. I didn't feel like dealing with Facebook tonight. <laughs> but I went live on YouTube. So I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Respect y'all. <sighs> We're on a journey. We are all on a journey. A consistent journey. A constant journey. <laughs> Self-reflect. Define your values and set your goals. It is okay to set moment-by-moment goals, especially because you are unstable in your mind. And I'm not saying that in a negative condemnation. I'm saying that if you know where you are right now, it's okay. And once you get stronger and you feel like you can start setting yearly goals, then set those goals. But right now, it's okay to set moment-to-moment goals. <sighs> Breathe. I love y'all. 